Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, Real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. That's how we own it! What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, my son, and this is Street Politicians, the place where the streets and politics meet. And I'm Tamika D. Mallory, and welcome to another episode. It'll be packed, as always. There's a bunch to talk about. What's going on, my Like It's a whole lot to talk about, A lot's about, happening. Had a long weekend, man. I want to shout out to my brother's keeper. I did an event with such brilliant young men. Yeah, And you did. I was inspired and motivated. Um, I did another... Where was it at? Um, it was in Albany. Oh. Albany. The My Brothers Kiva Foundation. They take young, educated boys, black and brown boys, and they, you know, they join this organization in which they take them on trips and they educate them. They give them leadership classes, and you know, and they have to maintain a certain GPA. So it was just dope to see young brothers like that. That's what's up. That was during the uh, Black and Puerto Rican caucus up in Albany, New York uh, this weekend. A lot of great stuff happened up there. So this week we want to talk about Fashion Week. You know, Fashion Week is probably something we wouldn't really be discussing on this show, except there were more claims of racism within uh, the fashion industry. A model... really? Well, you know, a model has said that uh, she was asked to wear some things that she didn't like uh, and didn't feel were appropriate. So we'll talk about that. Bloomberg has entered the race, um, and he's coming Mini in Mike. full. S- no, <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah, but that's not cool. Mini Mike. No, we're not gonna do that. Mini Mike. Mini. And I'm just playing. Right. Just <laughs> absolutely outrageous. Mini Mike. But anyway, no, seriously, we should not be name calling. Um, and, but anyway, he's he's in the race now, and. Uh, there's been a lot this weekend on this Bloomberg thing, and I want to definitely unpack it all. I want to unpack the Bloomberg there's situation. A, there's a lot to unpack. There is. Then an update on Mississippi, the Parchman prison situation. Uh, there have been more deaths. In fact, two this weekend. Crazy. Uh, the total that the state has 
been, has sort of agreed to, if you will, and the reason why I say that is because there's a different number coming from the streets. The streets say more people have died, mm -hmm. but the state uh, has released about 19 people who have died um, under their care, and this has been over the last, like, two or three months, so it's really a crisis. Um, and then, of course, you know, I give my update on the coronavirus because I watch the coronavirus like I'm watching a storm. I'm watching it every single day. Uh, 18,000, ooh, no, Lord, excuse me. Let me get that right. 1,800 people have died, and that does not diminish in all uh, the number, because 1,800, 18,000, whatever it is, a virus that is going, th ripping through um, any particular country and, and now spreading into other places is dangerous and it's something that we have to be vigilant about and pay attention to. Um, you know, as I was watching MSNBC this morning, they were talking about the flu, regular influenza flu, mm -hmm. and how many more people have died this year from the flu than the coronavirus. So when you put it in perspective, what they've said is that most people who get the coronavirus, they just have regular symptoms like they have a cold. And so long as they don't have other health challenges, you know, uh, elderly or very, very young, you should be okay. So it's not a cause for us to panic and be super concerned, but I never believe anything that, anything that spreads this fast yeah. uh, can be quite dangerous. Just to reiterate, that when you put it in perspective in terms of the regular influenza flu that all of us are subjected to every day as we travel about, go to work, go to school, your kids go to school people and all of that. People are actually dying more from People the flu. are dying more from the flu than they are from this. However, this particular virus has come forward in a shorter period of time. And okay. it's, you know, and, and the numbers are pretty high. So, you know, be vigilant. Because I'm certainly being vigilant. Oh, and guess what they said on MSNBC today as the number one thing that any individual should do. Wash to, their hands. Is to wash their hands. How did you know? Because I'm on the guys around me all the time about just washing their hands. That's it. Lord, just wash your hands. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Uh, But it brings me to my thought of the day. My thought of the day is around a a comment on an Instagram post. So I talked about Parchment Prison. I posted that another man died over the weekend. And a young woman wrote to me in the comments, I thought Jay-Z was handling this. And I sat and really pondered on that. Like, wow, I thought that Jay-Z is handling this. Handling what? What is this? The jail. People keep dying in the prison. So she thought Jay-Z was Jay-Z handling it because she's seen, the, yeah. And I, and I responded to her and said, one man cannot help or cannot solve 400 plus years of oppression. And she wrote back to me. That's a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about parchment prison. Like, what you? What are you talking about? And it just totally went over her head. And then I felt bad because I realized that one, I did not invest enough in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I probably should have had more dialogue with her because I think I lost that, but that she never came back. But the other thing is, I was, so many of our people, I looked at her profile, and she, and you know what, today, since I did look at her profile, I'm going to go DM this sister and fix my right. error and be Get more of right. a teacher and an educator and Leadership. call her in and not out. Pull her in. Um, but I thought about how so many of our younger people really think that there's an elevator to justice and an elevator to success in mm. general. And there is none. Like, you have to take the staircase. It's the long, hard way. And everything that we're talking about today, from the Fashion Week piece to presidential politics to parchment prison, it's, be a, process it's a process. It's a process. There are steps to move forward. For us to just always diminish any level of growth and evolution that we make and progress that we make, we 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 shorthand ourselves. We don't give ourselves the opportunity to grow. We don't. We yeah. look for the the microwave answer to everything, and that's not reality. I think social media has kind of created that, where people want to see something go from start to completion uh, quickly. But I also understand, and which is why I want to go back to that young sister and have a conversation with her. I also understand that people kind of feel like there's so much bullshit happening in the world, that it's like, yeah, show me the nitty-gritty. Like, get me quickly to what's the plan here, right? Because folks don't necessarily feel invested or confident about what Jay's doing with the NFL, what you and I may be doing in Parchment Prison, what they just not, they don't feel like they're, the comfort of their living room has gotten any better. Mm -hmm. And I get that. It's like, People are looking for the tangibles. So if people are still dying in Parchment Prison, then what the hell are we all excited about when these moments come where we do have 
where we 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 tout success. Mm-hmm. So for instance, on the updates, right? The first thing that happened was Unit Twenty Nine is closing down. That's now, right. by the way, keeping it all in perspective, and I want to make sure that I write down. So we go back to your point about the PSAs and what what they've done. Um, one Jay Z, but to keep it all in perspective, as it relates to Unit Twenty Nine, it was never supposed to be open in the first place. That's a fact. It was not. It was actually a condemned building where uh, prisoners were moved because things were happening in the unit that they were in, and they were trying to get control. I believe that they were in more of like a. Um, like a like a dorm a dorm what do you call it a dorm status dormitory status right yeah a dormitory status it was more communal and because of a couple of incidents that took place they moved people to a older jail that was more secure so they say because there were more cells and what have you um and so they and so that building was already condemned Hadn't been open in many, many years. Someone says at least a decade. That's what I heard, that mm-hmm. it had not been open. And so the fact that they put prisoners in that building in the first place was, was absolutely wrong, was crazy, outstanding. It just out, just ridiculous. All the words you want to think of mm-hmm. to describe wrong and a crime. Should never They should never have moved prisoners there. So when they come out and say, we're closing down Unit 29... It's increment. It's like you know. It's, it's incremental. incremental. Yeah. It's like okay. But the reality is, it, it, but it really was actually to be was supposed to be closed, and it really wasn't. And y'all just used it for the time being because you didn't have anywhere else to put it. So it's kind of like a little bit of fool's gold. It's like it's a little bit of fool's gold. But the reality of the situation is, is something that wasn't happening the day before. Right. Know? So and that's what we have to be able to explain the nuance in well, all of this to so our that you, people. We don't feel like we lose. See, you know, I was having a conversation with my brother, David Banner. Like, we have real conversations. He'll call me and just check on me from time to time. And he was like, but a lot of people are jaded. Mm-hmm. Like, we need a win. Mm-hmm. He said they want to see wins. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to give them something that's tangible. We have to we have to make yeah. a goal. We have to set a goal. And we got to win that goal and say, look, we got the goal that we set. Right. Because they want to fight and they know that we need justice and they know they want equality and equity and all of those things. But they haven't seen a real win. They mm-hmm. don't even know what a win looks like. And we're not presenting it. Like, look, we won this. So right. I think I think that's the yeah. comments you're coming from. And I think also, it's, you know, and then, and then if you don't feel like you're winning the larger fight, then you just got to win in your little box. So it's like, I go to work. I take care of my kids. We, we're not having, you know, we're not trying to cause any problems. We don't want any problems. We're doing the best we can do right Ooh, here in this little, right. this little area. And so since we can't win the larger battle, let's just focus on our, our home and, and our, you know, our little four square miles around us. Mm-hmm. So on the parchment piece, the other update is that because of the lawsuits that Jay-Z filed, they now are able to go into the prison with uh, inspectors. So people who are mm-hmm. able to look into the sewage system. That's another, incre- uh, that's another. It's incremental. They're going in to be able to look at the jail and be able to assess what or the prison and assess what is happening there, what the conditions are, and how the prisoners are living. That's important because you need that for your lawsuit. You also need that so you are able to continue to have conversations with the local government mm-hmm. to talk about why 
like things need to happen now, not waiting for a lawsuit that's in 10 years and five years, but right now there has to be steps taken to deal with the humane, the humanity of those people who are locked up inside a parchment prison. Um, and so, you know, that, that also was another big step. But again, someone wrote on my Instagram page, there was a report that was like 300 pages that came out five or six years ago that basically condemned the prison. Mm -hmm. So why are we here now? And I think the, the, why, you know, like why now all of a sudden are we talking about a new report? It seems like it's just basically a merry-go-round, go round and round. But the thing that folks have to understand is that opportunity, timing, and, 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 and uh, circumstances all have to sort of meet, right? So you could have a report out from five years ago, but then five years ago, there may not have been as much movement on the ground. You know, there may not have been as much energy where people are out there calling for um, justice around this issue or or, or bringing attention to the outrage. And then unfortunately, which is what I wrote in my post yesterday, when you're fighting, you're in a major fight against this system, people get hurt. Mm -hmm. People even die. And in this moment, the components that are coming together is that you have someone like Jay-Z and uh, uh, Rock Nation, Team Rock, that's out there suing the Department of, the, you know, the, 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 well, not the Department of Justice, but they're suing the Department yeah. of Corrections, okay. suing the state on behalf of these prisoners. Then at the same time, you also have us, all of us out there, bringing attention to the local fight where Miss Sharon and Lukia Mamumba and Leah Campbell and Danielle Holmes, um, the Poor People's Campaign, the Mississippi Prison Coalition, they're out there so that you have those two things coming together. And then, unfortunately, you have loss of life. So you have more attention on the situation, yeah. and therefore you may be able to move uh, the towards... a little faster. Exactly. And that's what people exactly. don't understand when they be like, oh, yeah, I just want to march and rally, and I'm tired of marching. And, and, and I try to explain to them, it's about bringing awareness. It's right. about bringing awareness and also unifying people with like minds, the people that you know are going to be by the side, to see how many people actually share your frustration for right. one subject. Right. And when the, when the government officials see that, and when we put that on the news, it makes them say, okay, we don't need some type of uprising from our people because the people are not happy. So if we don't deal with their issues and talk about what they, they're angry about, then we're going to have a problem. So when people keep, oh, I don't know about marching, no, it's definitely necessary. Right. Like you said, you know, these things bring awareness. And because it's highlighted, because Jay-Z is talking about it, because, you know, um, the people are dying and we're able to put this on national news, because those things are happening, it moves the needle a, a lot faster than situations that are happening in other towns and right. other states who where we putting together the parchment. Right, right, right. You know, right. so it, it, it happens. And this this right here, unfortunately, the life, the lives that have been lost mm -hmm. in this situation is probably going to pave the way so other lives don't have to be lost. There's yeah. a sacrifice. And unfortunately, just like years ago in the Attica riots, when those brothers lost their life because they was being treated inhumane, you know, and it changed the New York justice system, correction system, a lot of things that they weren't able to get, you know, visits and packages and things of that nature. They fought and died for those things. Mm -hmm. So we look at a different different time and a new moment to recreate what justice looks like, what prison reform looks mm -hmm. like, and even imagine some place where there isn't prison, but in the process, there's going to be reform and real reform. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a call from a woman 
um, the other day, and, and our our co-founders, Linda Sarsour and Angelo Pinto, attorney mm-hmm. Angelo Pinto, were with me, and I just happened to put the call on speakerphone, didn't even know who was calling. In fact, it was a 901 number that I get calls from often, but I don't answer because I don't know who it is. But this day, I answered the phone, I put the lady on speakerphone, and she says to me, hi, uh, you know, she was an older country woman, and she said that, she was trying to get someone to check on her son in Parchman. That he told her he didn't even have clean water, that the water is brown. And she's trying to get on the visiting list, but no one will answer the phone for her. She's worried about her son, doesn't know what's going on. And then she said, and do you know why he's in there? Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I said, well, what happened to him, ma'am? She said he, he supposedly, you know, whatever, sold less than $100 worth of drugs to an undercover cop, and do you know how much time they gave him? How much? Sixty years. Unbelievable. But I'm, I'm not surprised years. because that's how the justice system, the injustice system, plays. You know, I know so many individuals who have lesser crimes, who've done nonviolent crimes that are serving life in prison, who have 25 to life in prison. Okay. So I've seen, you know, the most drastic and, you know, inhumane sentences for situations that most are done out of poverty and confusion. You know, these are, poverty is crime in itself. Mm -hmm. That's something we say all the time. And, you know, and the the system should be on trial for for making us live in poverty, to continuously live in poverty, for not providing opportunities and space to where people are able to live above poverty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you you criminalize, over-criminalize, you know, people who commit crimes out of poverty-stricken conditions, it's just, it, it makes no sense. And that's what we're seeing in Parchment. And that's what we, most of those jails are, especially in those racist towns, because the, the laws are designed to completely uh, yeah. cripple. Yeah, you know, and attract black, exactly. black and exactly. brown men. But, you know, it's like who, like men and women, you know, do you put the, the, the cart before the horse? What they say, the chicken or the egg? Exactly. Because on one hand, you know, I want to say, regardless of, of, of the poverty, no matter where it is that I come from or what it is that I've been through, choosing to knock an old lady over the head or shoot a cop or, you know, the different things we know of sell, sell drugs and all of that should never be an option for us. And there are so many people who were able to navigate poverty, navigate but, all of these but that's things, and I they differ. didn't... But there's way more people that weren't. See, you're talking about the exception, not the rule, and I have that conversation with people all the time, not making it an excuse, but there's a reason. You know, if you look if you look at trajectory, if you look at the, the real statistics, 90, more, 90 plus people don't get out of those conditions. You know, the, the amount of people that actually overcome those situations and pull themselves up by their own bootstraps is very low. And we look at them and we celebrate them. Like, when we celebrate the rich black people and we look at it, we, we aspire to do that. And, you know, and a lot of times people say, look, you can do this and you can do this, but everybody doesn't have those opportunities. A lot of these people, is what, what it takes to be successful and wealthy in America, there's a culmination of things. Mm-hmm. There has to be skill. There has to be dedication. There has to be luck, you know, and then it has blessings. to be some more you need luck. A lot of things. Blessings. All these things got to happen at the exact same time for those things to happen. Because but you, you need opportunity. Opportunity most is most important. Yeah, if you look it. at most of our successful blacks in our culture, they were seconds away from losing their freedom or their life. A lot of 
people have aspirations, have the skill, and even have the want to do things, but the opportunity just haven't caught up to the, you know their urge. Mm. So that's we we looking forward to actually see some opportunities start presenting. Well, yeah, opportunity. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot. And every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Well, a woman had much opportunity. She has been a model for Fashion Week for a long time. I think she said many years she's been doing Fashion Week, but she never experienced something like what happened to her uh, this particular year, Fashion Week. She says she was asked to wear um, some earrings that were like big red lips. And, uh, and when you say big red lips, you have to think about what blackface looks like and understand the red lips was a huge part of the black face mm-hmm. representation. Um, and then the other thing was some uh, other accessories that were monkeys. And they asked her to wear this, a black woman, to wear this during um, a show. And she said no. She refused to wear it. Um, and she said, you know, it was, a, it was a very difficult moment for her, probably the worst that she's ever experienced um, while doing these shows. But they went on, even though they did not make her wear them, well, they could not make her wear them, uh, and the issue was dropped, 
they still allowed other people to wear them. So you still see pictures in the New York Times, the mm-hmm. Daily News, of other models wearing these very, very hurtful and racist symbols. Um, but, you know, she didn't participate in it. So or, are we surprised? No, it's not about being surprised. And another well, thing yeah, that they I stated in that, that, yeah, that I'm thing surprised. that I remember is that what? she said that what? one of the people you, told oh, her in the story, okay. in the story that um, it's okay to be uncomfortable for 45 seconds. I bet you a white person's like that. Just, just to sit there, just think about that. I'm telling you that something is making me uncomfortable, that I don't want to wear it because it's going to get something I feel. And they're like, don't worry about it. Just be, it's okay to be uncomfortable for 45 seconds. Something yeah, that, that goes sounds... against somebody's moral compass. You know, that's an insult to their racial, you know, heritage. Yeah. And you tell them, just be uncomfortable for 45 seconds. But, okay, just, continue on. No, no, you you continue no, on. No, I mean, no. it's just, it's just, you but people tell about... us that all the time. I just want to say for this sister that I, I really appreciate the fact that her, her career could be ruined because now she's a troublemaker. She's too difficult to deal with as a black woman. She's too aggressive. And I'm sure all the, the stereotypes are being thrown around in the industry to describe her for making this, taking this stance. Mm -hmm. But we as uh, black women, let me speak, as a black woman, um, are so proud that she stood up and said no. And sometimes that's what it takes is to just say no. I won't do it. So, yeah, just say no. And I mean that. Like, don't allow people to make you feel uncomfortable for a few moments. But at least she knew there was something to feel uncomfortable about. Because I'm, so, I'm sure some people slapped them earrings right I'm on like, and put those accessories on and my... was like, bring it on. They don't have a clue because they don't know their history. And obviously, she's been exposed and knows what these symbols mean. So lots of love to the sister. Thank lots you for standing you, up and, and doing what she needs to do. But it just makes me think about last year around the Gucci uh, blackface sweater. And, you know, I just sometimes, my people, my people, my people, it makes me feel so just worn out, right? Because there were people who really tried to argue with me last year when Gucci released their their sweater. Um, and the sweater, again, it was like half a face, a blackface sweater. You can find it all on online. There was major outrage about this sweater, uh, I think it was like 800 and something dollars they were selling this sweater. It was on the runway, and it was a big thing for them. They thought they had done something good until people saw it and said, what the hell is this? Like, you know, it was it was totally inappropriate, and it was clearly a re-enactment, um, if you will, or redesign of blackface. And there were people who tried to argue that we were making too much of a, a big deal out of it. It was just a sweater. It didn't necessarily look like blackface. Why are we always trying to bring up old things in our history? And it's almost like we don't understand how stuff is connected. Like, we think that things happen just by, you know, just it just sort of, like, just happens. It's by not... osmosis. Yeah, by osmosis. It's not connected to, to other issues. So now what we see, because remember... But Gucci, my thing about it is, I don't want to cut you no, off. No, no, please. But please. if we can be right then why even deal with it? Right, if it's possible. If it's possible, if we look at this and say, then this is re- really too similar to something that that resembles blackface. It, 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 yeah. it triggers a lot of people. Right. So since we can be right, and it could actually be based on that, let's just not do it at all. Right. Resemblance. That was the word I was looking for earlier. Exactly. 
But but it wasn't just Gucci during that time. It was Prada. Also. Prada maybe a few months before that had some like blackface Montclair. key keychains. Montclair had something, and then Burberry had a few incidents, and I love Burberry. Uh, and they had a few incidents with racist things. I think the one that really was like just, oh, it was a noose. The woman at a fashion show last year, Fashion Week, was asked to wear a noose with her outfit as a part of a Burberry display during Fashion Week. And that that model said, no, she wouldn't wear it. So it's like, why do people not understand that all of this stuff, somewhere along the line, a decision has been made and these designers are playing into it, that they are going to try to bring back an era that was extremely demeaning. That was an era. That was was extremely demeaning and oppressive and racist and violent towards black people. Like, that's what they're doing. They're They're testing. So when we made the claims last year, you know, about what Gucci had did and what Prada had did. And we, we took that stand. A lot of people were saying, oh, we, we're troublemakers. But there's a trend. You know, that it, it hasn't stopped. It's and not it going to stop. Ended. It's and not it going to end because they didn't see a big enough outrage. And people didn't make them feel like it was completely off. Right. And see, Gucci's, uh, their stocks fell by a third last year. Their sales were down by a third last year during this time that the blackface issue happened because people actually were protesting. The whole thing was that Gucci was going to, that they they, they hired a chief diversity officer, a woman who I think is amazing, but I'm not even sure that the woman is black. And the issue was about their, uh, their, their what they had done to, to black offend people. black people. Um, so that's one. Then second, they are supposed to be distributing $5 million, which is nothing. That's no money, period. But nonetheless, they were supposed to be distributing $5 million to organizations that do social justice work. I have checked with all the people I know. And no one has received the $5 million. Gucci, but it may be out you got there. some explaining to do. Well, you know, trust me, I have a box full of belts and things that I want to wear, and then a bunch of other Gucci stuff that I will never be able to put on. I'll never wear it again in my life. Ever. Fuck um, Gucci. Ever. My um, song, that look, was your game. Go look up my song, Fuck Gucci. You sure do have a song Definitely. that says that. Because we don't need that one brand. It's very we don't, we don't need them at all. We could just say, if you disrespect us one time, we're done and we're moving on. And, and the fact that their stocks was down during the time that we were protesting is a good sign for our people. We probably would not be at the point today where a model is being asked to wear monkey earrings mm-hmm. and monkey lips. If we had uh, cut And I can't wait for us to get into the Bloomberg thing. And I hope I can even get my words out properly because I'm so frustrated. Do we want to be free? Or we just want master to be nicer. That's the question we have to ask. The nicest slave master. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, because getting free would mean that the entire industry is so shaken by what happened that no one has a fashion show with uh, blackface and and monkey earrings and that no more nooses and body chains or whatever. That would be freedom because true freedom would say that every single fashion house would know. We have to hire 
do whatever is necessary to have diversity and sensitivity to racial concerns and that these things cannot ever happen again. But because of the fact that they see, just give a little $5 million, hire a little, you know, person, one or two people here. And I don't want to say little as it is uh, relates to a woman who I believe is, is qualified, but let's just hire someone. And that's all we got to do. So even if we get in trouble, it goes away because once we get a few Negroes that are willing to stand with us, it'll be cool. Now, mind you, these are some of the same people who refuse to ever talk to Jay-Z again. Exactly. Bloomberg. So, hey. Doomberg. Hey, listen. <laughs> Please don't be Trump. Because I can't, me. I don't think that's I, cool at all. Cool. No, not? it's not. Because it's not necessary. It's very similar to the same thing that Snoop did. The conversation changes from the actual issues to name calling. And it's well, not name, necessary. Well, listen to me. I think name calling and, and, and um, cursing somebody that was a little different. Na- it doesn't. So you but, say Doomberg and you say Mini Mike. No, These Mini, are funny it, little. But why? Okay, when you say Mini Mike, mm-hmm. what you're doing is basically trying to point out something that some people see as a shortcoming of someone, and it's insulting. And I'm just trying to figure out how we get ourselves to the place where we can actually talk about the issue without having to demean or degrade people. So let me tell you something. That's a beautiful, in ideology, you know, in in theory, what you're saying is so beautiful. But we have a president in the White House who has shown you that your theory doesn't work. It does work for the people that I, no, I don't. I'm not gonna ever. Don't compare me to him. But what I'm trying to tell you is this: we are in uh, all gloves off era, and you still playing by the the political correct situation. No, morally correct. No, I don't think my it's mor- mama. No, no, no. Is who I'm, but this I'm ain't got nothing to do with morals. If, if yes, you, it does why? because I don't need to. So call you never somebody called nobody a name. Oh yeah, and I was okay. pop- and I may have been wrong. So when mean? I said it, but even still, I'm not going to sit up here right on a on a national platform, international uh-huh. platform, and start calling people out their well, names. But so you do it on a regular platform. I think there are different conversations that you I have. Think, but it's I, not a regular but that's platform. That's where the problem is. Talking. We are at a we are at a time in America where the people that's voting, the young kids, they want to hear somebody that, that 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 that's talking the language. Are you serious? I'm being a hundred. Are you really serious? That's like, why we got Trump in the White House. People, no, we did not get wa- Trump in the White House because of what he says. There are we don't. A, because then you're putting yourself in the same bucket as the element of folks who voted for him. What do you mean? The people who I know who did not vote for Trump, who are the people that I work with, the people I love, the people who who. We are in this struggle together. The ones together. that call him a son of, son of a bitch every time they get a no, chance. No, no. Why do we have to resort to the same stuff that those people who we don't agree with because we didn't vote for that president? But what I'm trying to tell you is I understand your premise. I'm just saying it's not that big of a deal. And it's not that serious because people are going to laugh. And sometimes you got to have, you got to joke about something. Yeah, but it I might don't be think funny. it's funny to joke. I, and I, and you know, I'm like totally not a supporter of Bloomberg's, but I still don't think it's funny to call people mini and, and Doomberg. Doomberg and all Why? That. It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. But anyway. Michael Doomberg, because if well, we vote what, for Bloomberg, what do you have to we say? will be doomed. That's exactly what I had to say. Okay. Man. Well, there's some people that say that's not true. Of course. but They, they say... That he's got great platforms. He's got, he's got and a lot of money. And everybody who's saying that is right saying thing. we got a lot of money and he's got a lot of money and he's gonna give us money and he's giving us money to say these things that we're saying because he's got money. But and the whole point is that people say the they want to be Trump. Money. Yeah, because he's got money. 
And he can. He, he has money and, and he can stand up to drunk. And he's, he's going to sit there as, and call him names. Yeah, he's going to make the same back and forth. So people can't have this moral code, right? And say that Trump is the most disgusting person. And when you look at Bloomberg over the history of what he's done in New York, his policies, his rhetoric, the way he's talked about people. If you listen to the tape that they have out now, where he he says you can pretty much Xerox, you know, what what the criminal look, the description of a criminal is. He's young, he's black between fifteen and this, and sixteen just, and twenty. Four, I think. 16, 24, and you just throw them up against the wall, and you get the guns, and you get whatever, and, and, and you just keep throwing them up against the wall. So when you can have a conversation about somebody who said that, who a year ago sat there and praised the 94 crime bill, who has never apologized until he decided he was running for election for what he did with Stop and Frisk. You know, when we can sit there and praise somebody like that, we have lost our way. We've been gone, though. No, no, no. No, we've been gone. But this right here is the ultimate. Because you voting, you, you're telling me that you're going to replace Lucifer with Satan. Because that's, that's, this is exactly, you, you are pretty much going to vote a multi-billionaire into office who has less allegiance than the, the, the multi-millionaire that we just vote. And you see what that means. But why, does, why do you think Trump has any allegiance? He doesn't. But I'm just trying to tell you, he has less money, so he might need a couple of people to donate here and there. That he might have to act like I like you people, and I need you to do this. Michael Bloomberg has changed the laws in New York State to fit him. He had three terms, and then when he voted to get him a term, changed the laws, then got out of office and got his and changed the law back, so nobody else could do it. What you, the things that you're naming, are so traumatizing to me as a New Yorker who not, I wasn't just a, I'm not just a regular New Yorker who just goes about work every day. I literally was in the belly of the fight against Bloomberg and his policies. At the time, I worked for Reverend Al Sharpton, who was one of the leading voices um, against stop and frisk in the city. And we worked alongside a lot of folks, the eight, the in, uh, the New York Civil Liberties Union, unions in general, like 1199, de Blasio, the current mayor, uh, an NAACP, Hazel Dukes, Marvin Bing. Um, I mean, you name it. We were working together to fight against Bloomberg and the stop and frisk policy. Yo, when I listen to people on the news, it's like I'm living in the twilight zone. They ain't even talk about he the same person ended you know. stop and frisk. No, he didn't just end stop and frisk. First of all, he went to court and spent millions of dollars trying to fight against the end of stop and frisk, even after a judge ruled it unconstitutional. And he didn't just he didn't and and, and all of those things didn't just happen. We put. 50,000 people in the street down Fifth Avenue to his house on Father's Day in order to get the real attention of, of, of New Yorkers and people across the country. This didn't just happen. And I remember, because I said blood, sweat, and tears, and some people were like, oh, you know, you're being dramatic. And sometimes we're a little dramatic. But whatever. They're like, oh, we're way. being dramatic. No, no, no. I remember in the midst of the, the Sean Bell March, during the Sean Bell March, mm -hmm. I remember there being so much confusion and tension between the police 
and the the protesters and all of that, that people got cut and bruised and they were literally bleeding because I had on a white jacket and the blood was on my jacket when I got home. And Sean Bell, for those people who don't know, he was shot um, when police fired 40 bullets at his car on his wedding day. Joe Guzman was hit 17 times in that uh, uh, shooting uh, and Trent Benefield was also shot in the car and Sean Bell died before his wedding, okay? Okay. This this happened under the Bloomberg era. It's not like I, I I just don't and and so they're like, well, he apologized. But to your point, he apologized right before running for president. Can't you don't just show cause up because you, you need something, and now all of a sudden you're sorry. And then people don't even give you a fight. Like I thought we were in a primary season. So in a primary season, what I thought happens is that okay, Bloomberg wants to run. He apologized. Cool. Now we sit here and we look at the different campaigns and the different candidates. We ask some questions. We do the work. I didn't know that we decide that as soon as somebody jumps in the race, that mo that a hundred black mayors that. Uh, you know, all types of prominent figures would just decide to crown someone that the black delegation has not has not considered. And I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people who are coming at me saying, and, and they're people I respect. They're people I respect. Most of them are much older. And I do listen to them when they come to me and give me advice. But I think that they are making, there's a miscalculation that's going on here that we just going to deliver the black vote to Bloomberg without making sure that he has had to court this community properly. That's not going to happen. My thing is this, and I'm going to tell you this. I don't know, Mice. Listen, to, I'm telling you on national TV. <laughs> I would not vote for Bloomberg if God came down and, and told yes, me I had would. to. If listen he, to me. If God came and said Let it, me, that's the only way I would do it. Listen is to if me. God came and told me I had to. God might it. send me to hell. Michael Bloomberg. There's a lot of people that's saying to me, that. Michael Bloomberg could not get a vote from me if he was the last candidate in it's the world. It's a lot of people saying that. we didn't that. have anything else. Yeah. If he, was the, he had the last drop of water and I was thirsty. For me, the, the calculation that because a black mayor or a black influencer has decided that to crown Bloomberg does not necessarily translate to people on the ground. It doesn't. And that's and that's what I that's what I'm trying to tell you that Bloomberg is trying to buy the election. And when you look at the support from people because people are swayed by the media. And that's what happened. He is a, a media you know, a media tycoon, pretty right. much, and he, he knows how to spend. Right. He knows how to spend the media. So what happened is, over a short period of time, he has been able to train people to it's say bum rush, bum rush, mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm, train mm -hmm. people to say, "Well, Bloomberg is the person everybody's saying, so let me go with that." It's for, it's become familiarity, and he knows that when you put something everywhere, the all media, over, what the do media, they say? Will, if you control you. the media, you control the people, and that's what's happening at this time. But the people. Don't haven't really bought into it. They thinking that they don't have a deal. Like, oh well, people are saying this, or they don't support one because most of them don't even know what the right. hell he's talking right. about or what he's done. So they just seeing something is just being thrown at them at once. Right. So that's what the word is. But the reality is, he does not have the support. He has not courted this this you communities know, properly. Well, he's supposed to drop a criminal justice reform, criminal justice platform. And he, of course he will. And, He'll and drop it's supposed, it to, supposed be to be one of the best of platforms be. um, because he obviously has some strong people, people who I love. I'm very hurt and disappointed uh, in their, seems like, blind support. 
What I'm saying is don't try to come and tell me about all these wonderful things about Bloomberg. Yeah, don't do that cool. to me because that's insulting. It's insulting. Let's, let's just be real and say we want to beat Trump and we don't really care about his past. We don't care about anything. We just want to beat Trump. That's I can it. respect that. Have that conversation with me. But just to give you a, a comparison, like you said, about the media and how the media is so powerful, and Bloomberg knows this, his advertisement and the, uh, the announcements that he's been putting out, the endorsements, just like you were saying that. Look at what's happening with Elizabeth and Bernie. And that's somewhere, because most folks are like, well, what do you think we should do? If it's not Bloomberg, then what? As if he's like the only other choice and there's nobody else running, but whatever. I'm somewhere between Elizabeth and Bernie. I haven't decided. I have very serious concerns with Bernie Sanders and his ability to be able to articulate his plans that are great policies that I see on his website, that what he's talking about, what his surrogates are talking about is great. But how it is translated when it comes to black people and black women specifically, I don't hear it. Elizabeth does a much better job to me, uh, in particular dealing with black women. She I does think, a, I think for me, although those are very strong issues, I think I have got so tired of people knowing how to say all the right things to black people and never doing them that I understand what's happening. All these people that, that have been saying the proper things about black people have taken pretty much everything that Bernie has actually lived. He's been talking about, he ran on this campaign four years ago, and he continues. On his platform. On his platform. He's, he's, been, he's been living, actually showing these things, and now they've, they've said, okay, Bernie has a flaw. He doesn't actually talk to black people, and we need black people, so we're going to take all the shit he's doing, and we're going to pander. Listen, what we're going to do nope. is pander because this is... That's be not true. It is it's, because no, Elizabeth Warren was not saying all of the shit. She wasn't. She took that man's whole medical reform, prison, everything that he's done, she took his whole platform and then she just put, let me talk to black women in front of it because somebody in her camp told her to do this and I've watched it Specifically, just like when okay. you look at Mike Bloom, when you look at Mike Bloomberg's campaign, he got Mike for blacks. Like this shit is so. It, even with Trump, Trump, everybody is pandering to black people. Trump had a whole speech where he just did nothing but, but give black want people. That. No, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I want yeah, people to actually. No, 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 no. No, I want people to do shit because I've watched this happen for years. I've I've heard people say black shit. This is gonna happen for black people. We're gonna do this for black people. This is gonna happen. I'm telling you, black people, black people, black people, black people, black. And ain't shit happening. I want somebody that's actually going to do something. See, we get so comfortable in the words and people lying to us and pandering to us and, and you know, Hillary had motherfucking hot sauce in her bag. Like, I don't want to hear that. I'm tired of that shit don't work for me. I'm looking at Bernie and I'm looking over his history, what he's said and what he's done shows me that he actually wants to make real change. Well, I don't feel that there's anything wrong with me wanting both. I want you to have a platform that will address my issues and be able to articulate it. Because, by the way, when we talk about Bloomberg, what we've said is he doesn't owe us anything because he he's paying, he's the one we're going to owe him. By the time he finished paying off everybody, not everybody, because there's some people who ain't going to take a dime from him, but yet they still support him because they want to see Trump out of office. But by the time he finished sprinkling his money around, buying all the ads, driving up the, the damn, the damn uh, rates for TV ads and everything 
else that he's doing, paying Ray Ray, Keisha, everybody across the hood to go out and wear their bloom mic for black Americas. Tommy finished doing all of that. We're going to owe him. He's not going to owe us anything. And that came out of his mouth, right? Because he stated, he said, whenever he said, I'm doing the same thing that everyone else does in terms of his, his money and how he's paying for his campaign, he said, but the only thing is that other people need to take donations for people and then they will owe them something later. Those people have expectations. I'm just not going that route. So he's telling you already his mind state is I'm buying everybody and then they don't owe me anything. Then when you go back to the situation with Elizabeth and all of these other individuals who you just said that there's issues there I want you to be able to tell me hey I need your vote these are the things I'm gonna do and as black folks who are who's one of the biggest voting pools here's why I understand what it is that you're dealing with I need you to be committed to me I need just like he's saying he doesn't need to be committed I need you to say I am committed. Mm -hmm. I'm committed to your issues. I understand black women, what it is that you're dealing with raising children. I understand infant mortality. So in, as it relates to health care, I'm going to try to address those issues. I understand criminal justice reform. I understand your issues. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Because as a black woman who votes 90 plus percent in the on the Democratic line, we deserve to hear our names called. Don't just tell me, go read the fine print on the website. But I hear what you're saying, and that's, but that has not worked. No, that's but, not, no, no, no it no, hasn't, because it, it has, no, 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 let me tell you why you're me wrong. Tell me somebody that said, I'm here no, for I'm blacks. No, I'm going to tell you why I'm wrong. Just tell me I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. So tell I'm going to tell you why it. you're wrong. Yeah. Because, number one, there's been nobody. Bernie is Ooh, the first time. I'm talking about, listen to me. We got the black, listen to me. No, but let me finish. Let's have a real conversation. Let me finish in what I'm saying. Okay. There's been no one like Bernie, and now Elizabeth, as she has moved to the left because Bernie definitely, uh -huh. Bernie has absolutely pushed people to the left. They mm -hmm. have had to be more liberal, if you will, and more progressive, if you will, in their approach. Mm -hmm. So there's never been that. So you've never had anyone to make these types of concessions for our communities and not even so much concessions, I take that back, to, but to have platforms and plans that address our needs in the ways in which I see in their platforms, right? Mm -hmm. You've never had that and people committed, verbally committed at the same time. What you've had is folks saying, you know, we're going to do stuff that's pretty much centrist. You know, it's things that it's going to be good. We're going to make more, uh, uh, get more homeowners. You know, we're going to make more, make sure more people um, have Tamika, a, a minimum wage saying, increase. I don't, I don't agree. We're going to, no, I'm I telling you, they've been, they have not been extremely progressive platforms. They have not been. They just haven't been. But that's what I'm trying so to you've tell never you. had so, this moment so in history wait, What before. I'm trying to explain to you is Bernie Sanders is has the most transformative, transformative platform of, of um, I agree. policies and everything I agree. that are, are going to dramatically change black life. If lifestyle. it ever can happen. So what I'm, right. Okay, so boom. This is what I'm trying to tell you. So what's happened is since he's done that and he's gained the people, he didn't go and pander to nobody. He's no, good. He's, everybody pander. No, he didn't pander at Everyone all. Everyone Listen panders. to me. And the, and the problem is that he still won't pander. Everyone the, No, no, panders. listen to me. I'm, the, I'm telling you what his issue is. The problem is that he still won't go up there and say, look, I'm running this platform because I just want all black people to do this. And black people... That's not listen what I'm to asking it. Okay, for, listen, my son. Well, okay, listen. What I'm trying to tell you is that's what the rest of them are doing. Every one of them, the people that you're saying 
it had been doing it. I think that's not fair. I'm, but I'm I'm telling you. I think that's you, not fair. But let me I just te- let me finish my thing. He has a platform that is the most transformative platform of all of the candidates, and it has ran on that before when he was g- going against Trump from the beginning. He came out with this. This is what I want to do. He wasn't going against so Trump. He was going against Hillary. Clinton. Oh, he's going against Hillary Clinton, regardless of who he was going against. He came out. He made this claim. He went completely opposite everybody. They thought he was crazy. That man galvanized millions of people. He galvanized them because he showed them that he told them, "Oh, you're not crazy. You're supposed to get free health care. You're supposed to be able to go to college. These are." Things that are naturally supposed to do. The justice system is supposed to to make sure that things like this don't happen. This is not, no, I'm not outside the box. This is happening in other countries every day, but they try to make you think that we're crazy. And he galvanized people with that. And everybody said, you know what? Bernie is doing not this. Not everybody. Listen to listen, everybody that's, that we we feel is, is relevant. Everybody that we feel that we actually going to give a vote to. Nope. So tell me I who don't you agree. So tell me the people that you go I vote for that, that haven't gone with Bernie's oh, going. Yeah, but I don't understand what you said. You, you mean? said everybody. We all looked at it and basically said this. No, I'm not good. talking about us. I'm talking about the candidates. Uh-huh. Oh, the candidates okay. they looked at his platform. Looked at his platform and said this man is galvanized more than anybody. We need to change and and, and adjust ours. Right. And, and they pushed their shit to. To mirror his, right? And Not they, to mirror, but to get closer. You don't listen to me. I'm telling you, they've been stealing No, it. I, right. I, I agree with you. Okay. They are stealing it. They've been stealing it. So, okay, let me explain to you. I so don't what, agree So that what they added to it is, you know what? We understand that the black base is the strongest base. So what we're going to do is, the, people who have never, we never talked to you, we never, first of all, we've never been this progressive. None of us, when we ran on any, in any, Political office before we's mayor, we's governor, council, whatever. We've never been this progressive before, so we're gonna fit, make it seem like we are now because Bernie did it and he galvanized the people. Boom. We never talked about black people. We never gave a fuck about what black people wanted or cared. But now that we realize this moment calls for us to talk about black people, we're gonna say whatever black people fucking want us to say. Donald Trump ran on a campaign of racism. Now that he realized that the black vote is the one of the strongest, that man had a whole motherfucking thing with the black person and we got blacks for Trump now we got this shit is so sad that we go for this yeah no it, I know you can yeah. say yeah, no, no, but no, I'm trying to tell you I still don't think I think that this is what's happening I though. think what you're saying makes sense but I don't think that all of us who are asking for Bernie to be more clear about his position as it relates to race are just people who want to be pandered to and we just want somebody to just come and tell us all these things and lie to us. I think that it is 100% But those are the candidates that you're telling I me is good. I, they lying. I, 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 that's they not all true. lying. Who Most of them are lying. I'm telling you, you this. No, but I'm, I'm telling, telling you, you. I don't believe none of them. But I did not I tell never you. Believe I didn't tell you. I didn't say any of that. I'm saying that I think that it is a real problem when any particular candidate is unable to articulate his, because guess what? When he speaks to the teachers, he knows how to talk to teachers. Yeah, but they're, when he speaks to average black, workers, he knows but, how to talk to them. But those are black no, people. No, but too. I don't believe so it. No but then, but then, so then, what there's you're no saying? So, workers, so what so you are saying is, so what you are saying uh-huh. is that you support an all lives matter strategy. No, I don't. Because I don't. I don't. Because I don't. Because that's what that is. Oh. That means that means that when I speak to an audience, I'm speaking to everybody, and I hope that the black people who are sitting here who vote at a higher level than anybody else, because. Guess Guess what? Some of the same white women who people thought were with them, they were with the Democrats, and they thought they were going to vote for Hillary Clinton, they went and voted for Trump. So guess what? And those people, are some of them, 
are teachers. So you know what? When you come to talk to a group of white folks, I mean a group of diverse people, and there are black people in the room, talk to the ones that you know have the ability to put you in office. Okay. Speak straight to me. But I hear don't, you. Don't but, ignore me. But you, 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 that's beautiful. Don't ignore me. What I'm trying to don't tell you is, but the people... And don't expect me but, to go read the fine print somewhere was... and then send your black surrogate out. Listen now, I'm, and again, my son, I'm not disagreeing. That's why I said I'm somewhere between Elizabeth and Bernie. And I do believe that moments in history will, will stretch people and it will make people have to lean in directions that they wouldn't have leaned in before. And so I think that Elizabeth has been doing some leaning. But I also can see where she's shaky on a few issues. To your point about the media, however... It is very clear, and this is what makes Bernie more, and I haven't decided, because specifically as a black woman, I have issues and challenges with it, but nonetheless, what I do know, and I'll say this, and you can say whatever you want to say, and I'm done, is that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And it seems to me that people are not just running against Donald Trump, they're running against Bernie Sanders. That's what I see. I see that there's an attempt to ensure that Bernie Sanders and also Elizabeth Warren, more so because of gender with her and with Bernie, there's a whole lot of other issues with socialism and all of that. But it seems to me that this whole thing with, with, with the bum rush of Bloomberg is about making sure that Bernie Sanders does not become the nominee. And if that is the case, if the system is working against someone, it makes me question the motives of, of what is it. What is it? And what I, and the reason why I was saying everyone is not leaning towards Bernie, his platform, because Bloomberg's platform, while I'm sure there's going to be great pieces of it, will probably never, ever address some of the things. He, he damn sure ain't going to deal with capitalism in the way that Bernie, Bernie Sanders is because he's a billionaire and wants to obviously remain that way and, and make more billionaires like him. And so I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I hear you. But I know that the sentiments that I share, that I feel, are shared by many. There are many black folks that sat and they waited. I'm sorry, I'm I'm talking too long. But let me say, they sat and they waited, and and people can take a page out of Bloomberg's book. They sat and they waited, and Bernie Sanders, from what I can see, and the preachers that I, the preachers that I know, has never called a meeting with the type of high-profile preachers across this country and sat down with them and allowed them to tell him some of their fears and concerns. Certain certain black folks, certain black women have never had an opportunity to get in a room with Elizabeth Warren. She met with a group of women that I respect, but, but there were the others that don't. I'm just saying, but I'm, just, I'm talking I'm about not, people I that our communities did, respect. So you trying to tell me that the preachers that, that, that Trump sat with our, our community don't respect? No, Is that what I, you say? I'll tell you, I, when I say respect, I'm not uh-huh. talking about they just love them as a preacher. I'm talking about people who they believe, who they've seen on the front lines with them in struggle. And no, uh, those preachers have not. Uh, is that true? Who? So none what, of those name preachers? One. Name one. Your friend's husband. He wasn't one of the preachers. That's... No, he's not on the front line of any issues. Okay, what I'm going to say is okay, this. Okay, so we... Uh, we, what I'm we, going to we say, because this this doesn't even make sense to me. This needs to be a yeah, topic this is, every the bottom line is look, black people, look, election, black people, because... I love you to death, right? <laughs> but start letting somebody whisper in your ear, sweet nothings, and plan to give you nothing. I'd rather you don't whisper in my ear at all and talk to me and look me in my eyes and tell me something I might not all the way agree with and know that it's true. We have been caught in the whisper in your ear and rub your head and pander the black people shit for too long. 
if you look at this, the reality, if you look at these people that we keep putting in office because they said the right things to black people, they ain't never did the right things to black people. And that is a fact. That is a fact. So I don't need you to say the right shit to me. I need you to say the right shit that's going to ultimately affect me. Don't talk to me because you think that I'm the person that can get you to vote. Talk to me straight. I want to hear straight words. Talk to me straight words. I don't want to hear well, black people, you're beautiful. Words. Yeah, th but that's not what... But that's not... If that's not how you feel, like, that's what I used to respect about Trump. Because Trump came in here saying, fuck everybody. I don't really care what you... Now... He realized I need the black vote, so my black American and and you know blacks. This country is built on blacks. You know this is now he's saying. But whatever he's running he, on a platform of a running, few things that he's done. No, he's running. He's running. But he ain't did shit. And no, that's, that's not true. What? That's not true. And we. Can, what is not true? Next podcast. What is not true? On the next episode. But did you of see? Street did you see what? Did you see? Did you see what Obama what? put up today for President's Day? The order that he signed to get the jobs that this man is trying to tell it's you. It's not the jobs. You know I'm, come on. The jobs So what piece, did he do? But the First Step Act has absolutely freed some people from but prison. But you want the First Step However, Act where Obama had an act that would have freed all the I, people I from prison that, that they not, canceled. Listen, Let's just have real I am not saying, here. I'm not saying have, that the First Step Act has been sweeping and that, Lord, and, and Angelo, uh, our partner, always talks about Lord. the issues with the First Step Act. All I'm saying to you is that he has things, empowerment zones and other issues and other policies and other policies. Yeah, empowerment zones work for me because I got money. And other that, policies okay. that he is touting okay. that he has okay. that some people will agree with. That people have been I didn't say I agree. I'm saying there are some people, people that will agree. And we have to be able to speak to them. Anyway, Super Tuesday is coming up on March yeah. 3rd. Good That's luck. when Bloomberg is actually going to be on the ballot. Uh, and at that point, people have the right to go and vote for Bloomberg if that's what you want to do I'm to become the nominee. Uh, but I think, you know, anybody that forces it down your throat and doesn't, tr doesn't really have a real conversation with you about who this man really, really is, the, 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 uh, the allegations of, uh, of uh, sexual harassment in the workplace where 60 women are telling their stories. It's been all out there this weekend. His comments on redlining. And guess what? When we talk about his comments on redlining, they're trying to spin it, his campaign, and say that's not what he meant. But if you look at gentrification in New York City and how many homeless people have, uh, are as a result of his policies where he allowed the sweet favors to be given to the developers and took away from public housing and people who just lived in little everyday tenement buildings, his redlining comments really are not that far apart. I believe that everything that <coughs> Bloomberg has ever said is what he actually means. So... That's where I stand. I don't support Bloomberg, you know, and I don't believe there's anything that's going to happen from now until it's time for me to vote in New York that's going to change my mind. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, even though I don't get nothing that just happened with Bloomberg, I'm going to go into another thing I don't get. So this is my segment. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, and it's two things. And it's sad that we got to keep talking about one of these things. And the first thing is, you know, um, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley made some comments about Kobe Bryant during the interview, you know, that once again was just classless. And, and, you know, he was talking about how, you know, Kobe Bryant, we're not trying to make him into a hero. Kobe Bryant, quote unquote, has some flaws that we all know about. We know what happened in Colorado. We, we understand that. 
So we're not trying to make him into a hero. We just want to talk about his basketball. For the life of me, I don't get why black people don't see the need to protect the integrity and legacy of our icons and leaders. Why do we feel the need to lend our voices, platforms, and our own star power to give validity to allegations and claims? Not proven facts, not undeniable preponderance of evidence, or even consistent with what we may know about that individual. What is the obsession with speaking down and diminishing other blacks, especially after they've passed on? Why don't we see someone's death as sacred and as a time to reflect and respect a person's legacy and their family? Are we so damaged as a people that we don't even understand the need to lift each other in these times? There's definitely needs to be a family meeting because everything isn't for public consumption. But we have to do better. We can scream black lives matter, but if those black lives don't matter to black people, they're not going to matter to nobody. And the second one, this young six-year-old girl, was admitted to a mental institution because she was unruly. Mm. And for two days, she had to do a mandatory two days. I just don't get it. I don't get why would someone tell you because a six-year-old girl was unused. She already, they said that she had behavioral issues. She was um, diagnosed with ADHD and um, that she also had behavior disorder and she became unruly. No one called the girl's parents. No one called to see, no one. And when you see that the police actually came to get her, she was calm. She walked off with them. The officer had a, a good conversation with her. Who made this rule? You know, I'm just understanding. What's the rule? It's called the Baker Act, mm. which allows a third-party um, physician to determine if a child is a danger to themselves or others around them. And based on that opinion, they can legally admit kids to mental institutions without parental consent or notification. And there's a, a mandatory two-day stay. I just want to know how is that a law? Who sat down and decided that six-year-olds should be placed in mental institutions? How do people not realize that this is way more harmful than it is helpful? We are in such a morally absent time in this country that laws reflect mm. things like this. They should reflect the well-being and safety of the people. And I can honestly say that this doesn't. Mm. And there are so many that aren't effective and sanctioned by the people. But taking disruptive kids to mental institutions is probably number one on my list. And, and the mother said that she sent her daughter to this school because the teachers there were supposed to be able to deal with her disability. That's the reason why she chose this school. Hmm. And the school is saying that they did everything right. And the law itself, to me, is just wrong. Hmm. That a six-year-old is mandatory sit in a, a mental institution without parental consent. Like, what are we saying? Where, where, where have we gotten hmm. in America that these things are okay? Well, at one point in America, it was uh, it was legal to be a slave. So and that's what slavery was legal. So, exactly. So we actually might be doing better. No, and that's I mean, crazy, I think right? We just, I think we think a lot of things have changed, but really the balls have just been moved around. It's the three-card Molly. It's not under and this card. It moved over here. And they so much trauma. Yeah, you know, the young girls. Sure. And it's like... I almost cried. Like, I couldn't believe it. I, I looked it up. Somebody sent it to me. Then I looked it up and said, this really happened. Mm -hmm. But like I said, man, 
in these situations, I just don't get it. <laughs> well, that's the end of this episode of Street Politicians. We hope that you enjoyed yourself. Once again, if you have any topics you want to see us discuss, please leave us, DM us, Instagram, Facebook. At Street Politicians, at Street Politicians Pod. Pod. Let us know what you want to talk about. Give us your feedback. Let us know. We just want to make sure that everybody's getting what they want out of the show. And we want to hear your input. And we want to give you ours. And once again, we may not always be right. And we definitely not going to always agree. <laughs> but we always going to be authentic. Peace. That's how we own it. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue.